Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there, welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. We're continuing the long ones and today it's 75 minutes. How are we going to do it? Well, it's going to be a relatively simple one again. We're going to break it down into five minute chunks and we're going to do the first at 18 strokes per minute at around about 2k plus 20 to 22. Then we're going to go up to 20 strokes a minute at round about 2k plus 18 to 20. And then we're going to go up to 24 strokes a minute at round about 2k plus 12 to 14. And then we're just going to repeat that and basically do that cycle a total of five times. Now what end you set on that pace guide is really down to what kind of a session you're looking for today. If you're looking for just an easier bottom tier grind then set on the slower side of each of those training paces. If you're looking for something that will push you, prepare you for a 60 minute time trial or a half hour or even a 10k then maybe you want to set on the faster end of these pace guides. But remember each time you go back to the 18 strokes a minute if you want to reassess your pace guide and think do I want to be easing on off here because I'm actually getting really quite exhausted and I don't think I can ma make it to the end or you think actually I've been taking this a bit too easy maybe I want to go a little bit faster each time you get to that 18 strokes a minute just have a quick think about where you are remember the point of today is to get you through that full 75 minute row so that you don't be uh, so exhausted halfway through that you have to stop okay so you want to get to the end that said if you have to stop to have a drink of water because you're feeling dehydrated or if you have to quickly just stretch your backside off because 75 minutes in a row machine is quite a long time then by all means do okay there's no awards no heroics for getting to the end of this and suffering your way through it. any suffering should be from the amount of effort you put into the machine not from being dehydrated and shriveled up or from having like a sore backside from sitting down okay so let's get into our four minute warm-up yep we're still doing that still doing the four minute warm-up even though we've got a 75 minute row ahead of us so we start off by setting up your drag factor if you don't know anything about drag factor then please check out the video on the youtube channel where i talk about what it is and give you some suggestions where you might want to put it next up go to the monitor and set it at eye height if you've got a little lego character make sure he's peeking over the top there we go um so you eye height means you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down and strapping a lego character across the top with a wee head poking up the top gives me something to focus on to keep my head up and kind of all kind of primed trust me from a posture point of view it helps and then finally the foot straps make sure they cover either the bottom lace on your shoe or if you're in socks like me they just let you bend comfortably or hinge comfortably forward at the front nice christmas blue new socks eh whoa none of my scabby black ones anymore right so a four minute warm-up start at 18 strokes a minute at a nice gentle pace okay in three two one go there we go so when i say gentle pace i mean gentle pace i want you just to get your body moving let it know that you're about to do some rowing really don't worry about what you're seeing on the on the monitor could be that you've just come into a freezing cold studio like me today and you're needing to just get the heart pumping a little bit get the muscles firing again i mean don't particularly need to do this four minute warm-up before 75 minute row but i want to make sure that you can hit the pace guides 
right from the start and not have to ease into it. So that's why we're still doing this warm up. And it also just gives us a chance to go through the single leg drill and the arms only and legs only drill. Right, we're in the second minute of the warm up, so just make sure you've got straight arms as you drive out from the front and have a wee think about your back leaning into that one o'clock position at the front and then finishing in a nice 11 o'clock comfortable powerful position here not too far back and also not all slumped and rounded okay in three more strokes we'll take a foot out the straps one more there you go take one foot out put it on the ground continue rowing with just one foot strapped in don't have to worry about pace make sure you're putting a good solid shove from the leg that's still in there you'll probably find it's a much more even spread of that push from your leg and there's only one in okay change feet and continue should also help with your compression at the front just having one leg being to bend from a flexibility point of view but make sure you don't over compress or over reach at the front because you're able to okay both feet in legs straight just roll with your back and arms so swing over your hips pull in your arms and then out with the arms and then roll over your hips and repeat so nothing's coming from your legs it's all about just generating power with your backswing first and then pulling in with your arms to finish it's important timing that okay so the reverse arm straight and then just drive out with the legs keep that body lean forwards and then just push out with the legs you don't have to worry about a full drive all you need to worry about is just that little push from the front connect with the flywheel okay three more one two last one three there we go it's not the most intense warm-up in the world but you should feel just that little bit more eased off ready to go for today's main session so continue moving up and in the rail have a quick drink and I'll quickly go over it one more time what we're doing today just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube if you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen then check out row along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com 
Okay, so today's workout is a 75 minute row. Feel free to plug it into your monitor at 75 minutes and then set the splits to five minutes. And then this way we'll get to see how we get on as we go through each of the stroke rate intervals. Because we're doing the first one at 18 strokes a minute, then we're gonna go up to 20, then up to 24, and then back down to 18, 20, 24, 18, 20, 24, and you're gonna do five sets of those three, okay? Pace-wise, the 18 strokes is going to be at 2k plus 20 to 22, the 20 strokes is going to be at 2k plus 18 to 20, and the 24 strokes is going to be at 2k plus 12 to 14. And you can pick what end of that you want to be on, depending on how intense you want to be doing that part of the row. It's a good idea to pick one and stick with it the whole time, but like I say, if you need to just reassess uh, at certain points in the row just to make sure you can complete it, then do so, because it's more important that you get through this 75 minute row okay so that's pretty much it make sure and have a last drink assuming you're not gonna have to stop halfway not too big a drink though you don't want to have to stop halfway because you need to pee that'd be embarrassing oh it's always strange seeing one hour 15 on the monitor you think oh this is gonna take a while but trust me because we're breaking this down into five minute chunks this should fly by so the first one is at 18 strokes a minute and your pace will be 2k plus 20 to 22. So here we go in three, two, one, let's go. Right, so follow me for stroke rate, whether it's by watching on the YouTube videos or whether it's listening to the podcasts and just hearing the whoosh of my flywheel every time I take a stroke. But also you can tell most of the time my speech pattern is kind of based around the stroke rate I'm at. I'll tend to stop right before taking an actual stroke. So let's just spend the first five minutes getting used to things. I'm not going to start hitting you with technique tips and stuff yet. Want to make sure you're fully comfortable, that you're up to pace, you got your stroke ground in, so that then when we start to think a little bit harder about what you're doing with your stroke, you're actually kind of doing your natural one instead of a slightly cool or just not quite your real stroke. I can already feel that I'm doing my over lean at the front. Now today, eagle-eyed viewers may spot that I'm rowing without my fancy seat pad. I had the, the Citius Remix P-Row. Had that for the, I don't know, past four months or so. Can't remember when I got it. Um, and I was thinking about whether it's good for me or not. I mean, 
part of the reasons I row in socks is that I don't want to have to rely on a special piece of kit in order to be able to row well. So what I don't want to do is when the world reopens again and we can train in gyms again and compete around the world I don't want to have to always think that if I don't have my super cool seat pad there's no way I can perform so I just wanted to try today's especially because it's a long row it's 75 minutes so I had to try it without see how it feels so I mean I've been rowing for like six years like concentrated six years without one I never really felt the need to buy one it's only when the offer came up and it was too good a price to turn down that I thought I'd give it a go. I mean, I'm certainly not going any slower without it. So it really comes down to comfort. And then viewing this video back later to see if anything weird is happening with my technique when I'm not on it. Alright, so six more strokes to go and then we'll creep up to 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 to 20. One more. Here we go. 20 strokes a minute. One stroke every three seconds. Not too fast. Try not to race up your stroke rate to 22, 24. It's only a slight increase in pressure from your legs. Just which means your drive is quicker and you're putting in a little bit more power into the stroke both of which should see you going at the right stroke rate and a couple of seconds faster on your monitor So, let's do a big stroke overview. Let's not go in, in deep. I'll just discuss the positions and then you can check off how you think you're getting on 
as I talk about it. As always, it does help to have a mirror in front of you, or if you film your sessions, you can then come back and watch them afterwards, but a mirror is more instant. So, let's start off with your back. Mentioned in the warm-up anyway, so shouldn't be too of a too much of a surprise to hear that your back should be leaning in to a one o'clock position at the front of the machine, and then at the back you want to be at a. 11 o'clock position on the clock face try not to go deeper than that on either side it's almost to a point that you don't think about leaning you just let your body position kind of naturally fall between the two angles But a lot of that needs good posture and stuff, but we'll talk about that afterwards. Not afterwards, but after this overview. So your back goes from one at the front to 11 at the back. Your arms, you want to be straight at the front of the machine and as you drive and you only pull in and finish with your arms almost when the stroke is done so your legs are about three quarters of the way down and only then do you bend your elbows to pull in your arms and then once you finish you get them back out to straight again as quickly as possible legs at the front of the machine you want your shins to point vertically so that's how far forwards to slide try and keep your knees inside your arms rather than bowing outwards and then take a full leg drive getting the legs down at the back two more strokes then we're up to 24 here we go 2k plus 12 to 14 see they're all quite nice simple transitions between each stroke rate obviously you're jumping 4 strokes per minute as you go from 20 to 24 
And you're also jumping about six seconds in pace. But that's okay, this is the antidote to the 18 and 20s, which can feel quite low rate and slow. Whereas now you're at much more even rhythm. You don't really need to feel like you're slowing yourself down. But still slow enough that you're able to kind of focus on individual components of your stroke maybe going a bit too fast to be able to think about all the stages of the stroke but to be honest that can be a bit overwhelming anyway it's much easier to pick a body part to concentrate on either through the whole range of the stroke or even better at just one part of it so if you take your arms and then just think about the catch which is here right before the drive just a position, your kind of set-up position. So you want your arms straight, relaxed, shoulders loose, fingers hooking over the handle, nice open gesture with your hands rather than gripping the life out the handle and that gives you maximum length and allows maximum power to transfer through your arms into the handle but that happens at the drive phase where you still keep your arms straight maybe if you want put in a little external rotation of your elbows to help focus on keeping them straight but then as you drive with the legs keep them straight you'll have to kind of brace tense up a little bit against the force coming through your body but you're still not grabbing you're just hanging on to the handle 
then like I said, only towards the back of the stroke do you finally bend your elbows and pull the handle in. Okay, six, five, four, three, two, one, and back down to 18. And that has taken us under an hour to go. It's our first set all done. And hopefully you'll have got good sense from those three sets of five minutes how you're going to fare through the course of this row. Have you judged the pace wisely? Have you gone off too fast? Don't worry if you think you might have gone too slow, unless you're completely fresh and not even slightly out of breath, you should be okay to just continue at this pace. Maybe if you still feel like this when there's half an hour to go, you could increase the pace, but trust me, when there's still almost an hour left, it can be a little bit deceiving at this stage if you feel like this is a easy row. It's meant to be paced that way if you're on the bottom end of the pace guide that certainly the first two sets of five minutes should feel nice and easy and then it's just the duration of the row as you get closer to the full 75 minutes it starts to take its toll but do be sure to hit the right paces don't don't ease off out of either boredom or getting distracted or whatever try and especially if you're feeling fresh just go through the same three pace guides you did the last time around depends on when you're doing this as well I mean I'm doing this the day after Boxing Day Christmas 2020 and I think I've still got half a turkey and 400 sprouts rolling around my stomach that's ah, alright we had 
three days really where just take take my foot off the, the brake and just say oh, let's just eat some nice food before starting to think about proper nutrition again I'm sure if I was an elite sportsman I'd care a bit more but there's a certain balance of your mental reward where if you can take a couple of days off and just enjoy good food with good company then that can be mentally quite valuable for some it can be the opposite it can actually be quite destructive in terms of feeling like you've failed yourself but like I say unless I was an elite sportsman or a cover model or whatever I think I can have a couple of days with a massive calorie surplus especially when I'm rowing these sessions right two strokes last one then we're back up to 20 strokes a minute here we go 2k plus 18 to 20 so I spoke about the drive phase with your arms so nice and straight drive finish next up is the release so the handle comes in to your chest around about sternum height squeeze those shoulder blades tight and then the pace you brought the handle in at send it back out at into straight arms again don't be lazy with the straight arms don't kind of ease and then at the end go straight because you want to use your arms straight as the trigger for your return of your whole body and to make sure you're in the right position for the start of the next stroke and again nice neutral height to the handle on that return you'll see on the water rowers well tends to tap down and then lift up now it's up to you if you want to do that but what it can cause is a slump in your posture and a backswing happening too quick again both of which 
I'll come to, but if you just have the handle in a relatively straight plane backwards and forwards, you don't have to worry about posture issues. And again, I'll quickly mention that you will see some people finishing with the handle a lot higher, okay? They'll finish almost up at their throat in the search for a little bit extra length of the drive. Now, I'm not going to say that doesn't work, because it does, but what I will say is that you need to be very strong to be able to take the shift in muscle stress, not only from that higher finish, which puts it onto your forearms and biceps, but as it's usually accompanied with a much deeper layback the extra force that you then send for your lower back is huge so if that's how you row please pay attention to your body and if anything starts to niggle just be very, very careful. You don't want to pull a muscle or damage your lower back. Right, five, four, three, two, one, up to 24. 2K plus 12 to 14. Now you will encounter a few weird quirks from people, especially actual specific indoor rower and specialists who will do things based on trying to squeeze all the power they can from the machine but like I say these people are usually really really strong and able to take the stresses on the body or they've just adapted to the strange quirk and make it work for them. A good one to discuss here is the seat slide and your shins. So the ideal 
position is that you slide forward far enough that your shins are pointing vertically. Now, you certainly don't want to fall short of that because you're robbing yourself of leg drive. But some people will kind of hyper compress and go right past it. They really coiled up over compressed spring. Most rowers will say that's a no-no. Couldn't me. Because of the potential for power leaks where you don't quite connect your feet and arms in unison with the flywheel because you're over compressed your butt kind of scoots out before the rest of you which isn't very useful but there are some people who will get into that real over proper shins way past and they'll get the timing spot on could be to do with the length of their arms or something else but they'll be able to just squeeze one or two seconds out the machine that they wouldn't otherwise be able to get isn't really an issue with injury you could maybe hyperextend some muscles and tendons but it's not like the back of the stroke where leaning back too far can damage your lower back it's more about trying to guard against power leaks in your stroke by not over compressing it changes the angle of force from your feet and things remember the point is that as you drive with your legs you hang off the handle and if you've over compressed and have to bend your arms because you've come so far forwards you're not going to be able to hang off the handle okay four three two one back to 18s and 2k plus 20 to 22 I'm still sitting right on the bottom end of this partly because like I said 
I still feel I've got Christmas dinner bumbling around my stomach. But also, it is kind of the only way I can row and talk to you at the same time, especially for these longer rows. But going back to the mental thing, you need to, unless you are training to be the best, unless you're really going for peak fitness, either because you are the best or you actually see the top in sight and know what it's going to take. Unless you're in that position, you can take more of an overview approach. Give yourself these peaks and troughs when you really focus on training and nutrition and your outcomes, but then other times for short bubbles, you just ease off and say, you know what, I'm going to have some fun for a couple of days to give myself a reason to train and be happy rather than beating yourself into submission. And I mean, that's what I did from about, I don't know, age of 40 to 42, maybe the back half of being 39. As I approached the 40 to 49 age category and thought, you know what, I'm quite fast. I could win some of these. So I then spent the next two years really focusing on training, nutrition, to make sure I was constantly lightweight. And then making sure I was taking in the right nutrients and things, and then training hard. But then, unless you're getting some real tangible results from that, you can't really go on so long. So it worked. I won lots of gold medals, got silver at the British Championships, which has been us racing Tim Mayle, who got first. I was never going to get a gold in that one. But then it just started to get too much of a chore. So I eased off a bit and found I was still winning, but I was just a lot happier. I wasn't in this real agitated state every time I saw cake or every time I was invited out for dinner I'd get into a bit of a worry about what am I going to have 
how am I going to have the conversation about I don't drink and things. So that's definitely something you need to assess for where you are mentally. Hang on, four more strokes. Three, two, one. Here we go, up to 20. At 2K plus 18 to 20. I think I went too fast. There we go. But then you also look at photos and things over the years and you can see those peaks and troughs. I mean, I've just been scanning in a whole bunch of family photos. I can see those ones back in 2002 when I was up at almost 17 stone. Big fella. But rather than looking at that and thinking, sheesh, look at me. What it does is it triggers off just these success endorphins because I worked hard and I managed to lose like it was nearly 20 kilograms I think whatever five stoners hang on that's five stoners 70 pounds is that right Nearly, nearly 30 kilograms. Ah, doing maths again. Anyway, and so every time I do have a little bit of a hiccup, be it through injury or just stupidity, I look back to those memories and know that I'm more than capable of training to get back to that again <laughs> it's got to be said it also does make me think I know how much hard work it was still so I'd really rather not have to go through that again which is why I'll ease off the gas for two or three days over Christmas but I won't always eat cake and stuff I mean I even had a McDonald's with the kids yesterday they get one a year on Boxing Day I know I know I'm a mean dad but I think we'll all agree that nutritionally you don't get much out of McDonald's Anyway, sorry, massive diversion, but I just think at this part of the year when 
maybe a few of you have also indulged over Christmas. Just because you have doesn't mean you suddenly lost your ability to be sensible, train hard and undo what you've just done. Or maybe you've just made a New Year's resolution to be healthier, get back on the rowing machine, get fit, lose weight, and you've stumbled upon this video or podcast and you're thinking, I don't know if I can do this. Trust me, you can. But it's about setting small goals, a day in front even, a week, no longer than a month, and making sure to try to hit them. Okay, four strokes. Three, two, one more. One, up to 24s. Because if you set, I mean, let's go back to me. If I'd have sat down and said, right, I'm clearly overweight. I need to lose five stone in order to be what I want to be. I think not much came off in the first month. I think I'd have been comparing those four or five pounds with the 70 I was aiming to lose and it would have completely demotivated me. I would have thought, hang on, this is going to take years. Whereas, all I did was looked at my fitness goals. Was I able to cycle longer or faster? How did it feel from a perceived effort point of view? I don't think I properly weighed myself for about six months into my journey. And even then I think it was only because we were going on holiday and I was weighing the luggage and so I had to know what I was so I could hold the suitcase and then weigh myself and then subtract my own weight. So all I'm saying is set yourself a macro goal by all means, but don't let that be your focus. Whether it's 
performance if you want to get faster at 2k whether it's weight loss whether it's trying to drop a couple of jean sizes or grow your biceps whatever take it bit by bit and you're more likely to stick with it and just don't let any anytime you don't hit your goal don't let it derail you because you'll only have a day or a week to go to try again and try and hit that goal the next time and hopefully if you were a bit unhappy at not hitting your micro goal you'll make more of an effort the next time round let it inspire you instead of destroy you which if you'd spent a year doing something and then had one big test and it didn't go well probably would destroy you that's a good thing about rowing and training in a varied way is that you've got this monitor right in front of you constantly telling you stroke by stroke whether your efforts are being rewarded or not not going fast enough push harder with your legs and watch the pace drop success okay three two one here we go 18s so that's the third of our sets done only got two more to go just half an hour's worth of rowing there time flew by so your 18s are the chance to just slow everything down recover from the 20s and 24s and also gives you time to focus on your body positions during the stroke now remember sometimes the temptation at these low stroke rates is that in order to keep the rate low you pause okay so you'll see some people they'll drive and pause and then they'll race forwards now 
that's not the point. You want there to always be a flow and a rhythm to your stroke. No matter what stroke rate you're at. So you're constantly moving. That handle comes into your chest and then you send it away and that initiates a nice comfortable controlled rock over your hips because at 18 strokes a minute the ratio is still one to two so one drive to recover so a nice powerful drive back and then a nice slow gentle recovery it's almost like one second and then one second it's all about rhythm and flow and moving from one phase to another it's not about jerking and racing and falling and ah it's about smooth drive out push the machine away with your legs if you have to get your heels up in order to get your shins to vertical then make sure that when you start your drive phase you slam those heels into the foot plate to help you push the machine away and when you're hanging off the handle with a forward lean straight arms and you push with your legs that's how the power like just surges into the machine it's not about stabbing with your legs it's not about grabbing with your arms it's about surging from a big leg drive but this is when we come to posture that hang and the power transfer and me being okay with your heels coming up only counts if you're sitting up on your sit bones at the front of the machine with a powerful braced posture ready for the next stroke let's count this down three two one here we go 20 strokes a minute you know what quick diversion here we're now 50 minutes in to this row and apart from a period about six minutes into the row where I thought I might have made a mistake I'm really not 
missing my seat pad at all. I don't know if I'll go back to it, to be honest. I might do a quick test, like a... How hard can I push at 24 strokes a minute, with and without, just to see if there's any pace loss. But there's certainly no comfort loss in not being on the seat pads. So. Anyway, so the one thing the seat pad, especially the one I was using, did do was it did kind of help with posture in that because of the holes that are cut into it and the little lump at the front if you slumped and rolled your hips back like kind of that it'd be very uncomfortable on that seat So, there is that, but I don't really want to have to rely on an artificial piece of apparatus. Because like I say, what happens when I go to a gym and I don't have a trusty seat pad? So anyway, posture. To the front of the stroke, at the catch, going to be up on your sit bones so leaning forwards not hips under and craning forwards so hips tilted forwards body leaning in but you also want to be like I say a nice powerful back not bolt upright you're not a plank of wood but braced powerful engaged basically ready to take that power from your legs and hang off the handle your core should engage at that point of the drive as well abs and your back too and then you hold that forward lean as you drive stand on those ankles and then halfway through the leg drive you maintain that nice powerful posture but swing over your hips into that 11 o'clock position. It can help to focus on bracing your core more at the end to keep everything engaged and powerful. And then when your handle comes away, all you have to do is rock over your hips 
and you're instantly in the right position for the next stroke whereas if you finish all slumped you suddenly have to manufacture something to return okay two more strokes one more let's go up to 24s and that good posture up in your sit bones this is what I was saying about the heels up if you're on your sit bones nice and powerful and in order to get your shins to vertical your heels have to come up slightly that's fine but if your hips are rotated backwards and then the only way to do it to get your shins vertical is to really lift your heels because your posture is poor then no I do not allow that Want to be powerful posture forward lean straight arms like I say hanging off the handle so again it's really down to the two main things of energy transfer and injury prevention obviously you don't want to get injured so if you have your hips rolled back and they're suddenly taking the whole stroke through your lower back rather than letting it surge up into your arms eventually you end up with a damaged lower back which is also why you keep that forward lean as you drive with the legs so forward lean drive you only swing halfway through the stroke and that makes sure the power goes up through your back and into your arms whereas if you lean back too soon uh, you're suddenly taking it all in your lower back and you're leaking an extraordinary amount of available power that could be going into the machine there's loads of ways to leak power I mean discuss the butt scoot when you don't connect with the flywheel with your legs and so your butt goes back and you lose a whole bunch of distance from your leg drive 
and you also don't get that snap into the flywheel. Or the opposite is when you grab with your arms at the front too quick and then your legs are an afterthought. Huge power leak plus really big chance to damage your forearms and biceps and shoulders. And then, like I said, swinging your back too early is another one where you're missing the entire amount of power that you could get from your back swinging. So when I go swing, 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 that swing on my back is just putting loads of extra power into the stroke. Well, I say loads. It's me, so not much. All right, two, one, eighteens. Two K plus eighteen. Sorry, plus twenty to twenty-two. Our last one. We've only got fifteen minutes to go. So that's us completed the hour. Have a quick look at what the, the meters are saying. So probably take off about 150 meters because we're 30 seconds into this. And just go, all right. So I covered X thousand meters in that hour. You should be proud of getting that far, especially if this isn't the kind of roll you normally do. If you tend to stick to half hour rows or about four times 10 minutes. Then rowing however many thousand meters in an hour you should be really, really happy with yourself and you'll probably add another 3,000 or so by the time this row is finished and so you can decide do you want to push the last two a little bit faster so increase the, the speed for the 20 strokes a minute if you're wanting to train for pace and also increase the 24s too or if you're just trying to keep this as a low heart rate bottom tier session just continue at the best pace for you 
hopefully you've not had to back off from the 2k plus 22 though that'd be disappointing if you're like 2k plus 30 or something right now in order to complete especially for these 18s like I say this is the time where you can just ease back to a more comfortable pace maybe I shouldn't have said disappointing feel bad if you have had to back off a lot and to bear in mind we have been at this for an hour so just quickly one last thing technique wise for posture and that's just warning against yanking your feet off the foot straps so you'll see quite a lot of people will drive and then really yank themselves forwards using the foot straps but what that does is it instantly sends your hips backwards and puts you in that terrible posture so what you want to do is drive your legs get them finished then your back and your arms follow very soon after but all the momentum from your legs has gone into the machine so you don't have to stop yourself off the foot straps you just use your core to soak up any last momentum and then with your powerful posture just get your arms away and rocking over your hips is enough to get you forwards to then bend your knees for the return so you don't have to yank against the foot straps okay three Two, last one coming up. One, up to 20 strokes a minute for the last time. 2K plus 18 to 20. And the easiest way to learn not to yank on the foot straps is actually just to take your feet out for the foot straps which I'll do just to show don't do it now because you're mid row but there you go so both my feet are out yet I'm not falling off the back of the machine nor am I stuck at the back unable to come forwards and that's because the leg drive is all done before my body and arms and then with the good posture the return of my arms and the swing with my back is all I need for the return once the handle gets past my knees I just bend my knees and roll easily to the front of the machine ready for the next stroke 
So it's a good tip. And what I suggest is instead of taking your feet completely out of the straps, just loosen them right off so that your feet are still inside the straps just in case you get it wrong and do go flying off the back if the straps are still hovering like an inch above your shoes you can quickly catch yourself but they're not so tight and secure against your feet that you just get lazy and start using them again seven and a half minutes to go it's definitely been a good row to do post Christmas lunch I mean I did on Christmas Day and on Boxing Day I went on a bike ride on the Zwift but actually <laughs> I was too lazy to set the road machine back up again after recording the 70 minute row at mum's house so it wasn't even here for me to row on to have a Christmas day row but again sometimes just taking one or two days away from it and not beating yourself up about it is very valuable especially if you start to feel like it's something you have to do rather than something you want to do you always want to make sure that this is a training regime you look forward to doing it's like wow I get to row today okay a minute to go on this 20 and I'm going to put my feet back in the straps because I want to make sure and perform well on the 24s and 24 is the last of the stroke rates that I can manage with my feet out of the straps so I don't want to sacrifice performance for balance I'm okay at 18 20 and 22 but 24 it starts to get a little bit sketchy all right three two one here we go last five minutes 24 strokes a minute 2k plus 12 to 14 and then we'll do a quick cool down and then send you on your merry way be sure on these longer rows 
make sure and stretch afterwards. I mean, 75 minutes, say an average of 20 strokes a minute. That's what, 15, hang on, 15, it's not 1500, is it, is it 1500 strokes? Nah, it's got to be more than that, 15,000? No, oh, I'm trying to do maths again. That's not, it's a lot of strokes, <laughs> it's a lot of strokes. Maybe it is 1500. 100 strokes, it's a thousand meters. Yeah, maybe around about. So that's a lot of pushes with your legs, pulls with your arms, a lot of rolling over your glutes. So make sure and stretch off your arms your quads, your hip flexors, your hamstrings, your glutes. You don't want don't to seize up. We've still got three more of these to go. So I've got to do 80, 85 and 90. We're stopping 90. because otherwise, when would I stop? <clears throat> Certainly been the right time of year to be doing these longer rows when, like I say, calorie intake can be a little bit higher, so burning another 500 calories or so more than normal on the machine could only be a good thing but also if you are stressing your body a little bit with the eating and drinking you don't really want to be over stressing it with sprints and high intensity stuff funny because I have a lot of rich food in your stomach that, that might not enjoy that anyway. and in the new year get back to something more structured and fast still is a weird year though with all the races being online instead of actually in real places it's just hard to know what to train for less than a minute to go hope you managed to finish strong I hope it's flown by for you as quick as it has for me 
is certainly doesn't feel like 75 minutes ago that we started together. Alrighty then, count down. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Well done. Hopefully your fingers aren't sore. It's not a reason to hook onto the handle with like a nice open palm. So it gets the air circulating around and so you're less likely to over sweat and get blisters. Have a quick drink. And let's strap back in. Go to just row. And let's start a two minute cool down. In three, whoops, two, one, go. <laughs> Let go of the handle. I was too busy counting. I couldn't multitask. Couldn't count and hold the handle at the same time. Told you I shouldn't do maths. Maybe that's today's hashtag. Multitask or multitask fail. <laughs> so remember, cool down is just about connecting with the legs and the arms. Don't worry about pace. Much like how we started the warm up. Just wanna make sure you're connecting enough. You're just going through the motions. Everything's just needing to tense a little bit. Your muscles are just firing on a, oh. There we go. This is after me saying open palms and <laughs> you'll be less sweaty. I'm obviously sweaty enough that the handle fell out my arms, my hands, my fingers. <sighs> Maybe I should just give up. I think I've already done handle slip on a previous video, so I must have some kind of form for doing this. Anyway, apart from that terrible lack of professionalism by letting go of the handle twice, I hope you enjoyed going through this one with me today. 35 minutes is a good, long, strong row. I can only be good for you. So make sure and get in touch either Leave a comment on the YouTube video or on the podcast. There you go, two minutes done for me. Subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out the Facebook roll-on group. Come say hi. I mean, I say it on nearly all videos, but I, I make these because you do these, you watch these. If, you, if I didn't know anyone was out there actually watching them and doing them, I'd stop making them. I'd just stick on dead mouse and roll on my own instead, so... Um, I make them for you, but also for me, because it also gives me the structure and cardio training and stuff. I mean, the cardio I've got out of making these by talking the whole way through a 75 minute row is, I mean, second to none. You can't really, can't really put a price tag on that. So it really does help me. So I make these for you, but it's good to know you're watching. So any comments are always nice. Anyway, I am off to, oh, oh crikey, yeah. I got rollerblades for Christmas. Here's a detour. Um, 
And so I'm waiting to see if, I mean, me being like an old health and safety man, I'm waiting for my elbow pads and wrist guards and whatever. But I do, I do think there'll be a six week break at one point after I've broken an elbow or something. But anyway, so I'm gonna go and try and learn how to roll a blade. I'll let you know how I get on with that in future rows. But yeah, and as for the seat pad, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever come back to it. So I may, you may see it on eBay, to be honest. I don't really see what I'm, what I missed today by not having a seat pad. Like I say, I'll do a test, I'll do a speed test, see if there's any kind of difference and I'll film it and I could do a comparison for my positions and things, but I don't really see, it certainly doesn't make any difference in terms of comfort from my backside, so um, yeah. Anyway, right, sorry, I'm rambling. You stay safe, be well, and I will see you in the next video, bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.